I think diversification is is great. Um, but but I would say in moderation. And just a side note, like even with let's say personally, like what we do, like with Airbnb Turo, it's still um, they're two different things, but they coincide as far as like the rentals and short term. Um, our renters at the Airbnb, they book our cars. Um, the people who book our cars, yeah, it's all peer to peer. Um, the people who book our cars are, you know, sometimes interested in the other adventures we have going on too. So we're still diversified, but it's still um, all able to like work and coincide with one another. So. Welcome to the Share the Wealth Show, where minority professionals can learn to escape the racial wealth gap and catapult themselves into abundance. Your host, Nicole Pendergrass, grew her net worth from being negative to multiple six figures. Join her on her investigative mission to expose secret strategies of the wealthy so we can all have the tools needed to build the life and legacy we were created to possess. Now it's time for the show. Hey guys, so we're back again. This is the second part of the episode with today's guest. I need you, if you have not heard part one, go back to the previous episode and listen to that first and then come back and join us here today. You need to hear the whole conversation. This is why we split it into two parts. There's so many nuggets. It's so juicy. Go back and listen to the first part. So give an example of an instance where somebody, well, you saw in real time or in an experience where somebody was... I guess, hesitant or trying to pinch pennies and save dollars and ended up costing them potential profits or just give a, like an example of some of something, a conversation maybe you've had or something you saw. Well, um, so in August, um, I had acquired a eight unit building and I managed that building, turned it, over, turned it over into um, student housing. We were renovating, the, like Tyrell and I were going in there, renovating all the rooms um, we sat down with the property owner and um it was up oh yeah like medical it's a housing for medical professionals um travelers students all that good stuff um but yeah so basically um we have the rights in the master lease for all the the rooms and there there were some long-term tenants in there um and so the one in particular, you know, Tyrell and I, we wanted to give them their um, 30 day notice when we when when it was a great time to um, and they didn't have like any kind of renewal. And we wanted to be able to get them out and um, renovate that room so we can start like have the whole floor to ourselves. We have we have two floors ourselves, um, but just that one tenant is still in there. So we're, we're still waiting because this is the, you know, just trying to save the property owner, trying to save punch pennies but trying to, you know what it yeah uh, yeah yeah anyway so um <laughs> with that instance um you know she wasn't really afraid of losing money for this winter month she wasn't confident that we would book out the rooms and she was like no i want him to stay i'm gonna renew and I, like tyrell now we went, we're trying to get in there and renovate this so we can have our operation up and running um and um also doing it before winter because we don't want to be doing all this kind of construction stuff during the winter um, so anyways, uh, that tenant is there still and, um, you know, she, he ended up stopped paying her rent. So now it's become like, and also that tenant, um, helped, made us lose money because I guess they were smoking and our tenant who was booked on the floor, a student who was there, a medical student who was booked for three months, um, ended up wanting to leave after two weeks because that long-term tenant that the owner had was there the home I had there was like smoking or something like that, just doing things that our operation doesn't, doesn't allow. And it was just two different groups of people. And our, the demographic of people that we bring into um, the space is different from the other people that um, I guess someone else or, you know, the property yeah. owner brings in. It was, yeah. it helped, it made us lose money. And it also, it, it hurt her in a way too, because now that person isn't um, paying still to this day, hasn't paid. And um you know, I, we lost out on um, like a solid three months of having somebody in there. We've got other people in there now, thankfully, because somebody else ended up booking. But I mean, that was a stable, consistent. OK, we have this whole thing booked for from now until 2024. Yeah. So yeah. Um, now she's losing money um, when we wanted to actually, you know, do what we do and run our operation um, and, and kind of dragging us into that. Our bit. um. Like our turnover in terms of like if we have a room and we need to fix it up and get it listed, 
it's about it's about four days max uh and it norm it could take two days it really just depends on how much stuff we have to order for that room yeah um uh, but it normally takes about two to four days to turn a room over and we we wanted her to give us a week to turn over the room uh but that would require her to lose a percentage of rent or at the time it was like one month of rent but now she yeah. wishes she took that chance and lost one month of rent and even even at the time we didn't come up with the solution of having a prorate so yeah. even if we got the room booked within that month that we chose to change it we'd still pay her a prorate but because she was so fixated on not losing that tenant for that one month of rent yeah she now has lost about three months of rent yeah and Ooh. So did he? Why did he stop paying? Because of the short term that is coming in. They, they got into a little uh, dispute, and yeah. we we only handle our tenants in the building. We yeah. don't we don't handle the tenants she's been dealing with. Yeah, yeah. We can get your tenants out, and then all the tenants in the building would be our responsibility. But if you choose to leave your tenants in there, they will be your responsibility. Yeah. And so, uh, she wanted to keep them in. Now she's not getting paid for that room and she can't kick them out due to New York state laws. And that, that person's lease is almost up. So yeah. thankfully we'll be able to get in there. And I have a full lease on all the rooms. So once that the agreement they have with the, um, together, the landlord and the, um, her tenant, um, once that's over, I can step in because it's te technically like I have a lease and I pay the full rent for the whole building the so building. now my space now you're technically like trespassing at this point yeah um, so yeah. but as, as of right now you know their agreement I'm, i don't want to step on toes and like you re-signed another agreement saying that they can another two months till december 31st so that's just we can't do anything about that now but once it goes past that then i i will have no problem stepping in so but, yeah. yeah okay well and you know what i thought we were just gonna be talking about turtle today but now i want to <laughs> dig into this so <laughs> how how was tell me how did you you had a master lease for an eight bedroom building yes right is that what it is and how was it two or three units it's three units um okay three bedrooms, three bedrooms one bath is one unit three bedrooms one bath the second unit and then two bed one bath is the third unit and all eight rooms, eight rooms. okay and eight rooms total and how did you find this the the owner of the building so a mutual uh, a friend that knew that i was doing airbnb here in brooklyn and all that stuff um they they came by to my airbnb one day um and just kind of like just like seeing what was going on and stuff like that and they mentioned that their uh, mother also has a, a unit and she's getting older and she didn't really want to do the day-to-day -day operations and work with tenants and stuff like that and going up and down steps and they, she really wanted somebody to step in and um, that person thought I was a good fit and um, you know so I ended up setting up a meeting with um, his mom and we you know had about like three meetings coming out um, like a, our agreement and went, went over a contract as well and um came up with like a monthly payment for, you know, what she would get paid if I'm going to come in and take over all the, all the um rooms and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of how I found her. So it was through a referral basically. And um yeah, we were able to turn her place over um since August. And now we've pretty much. So how much did you put into, you said you went into the rooms to turn the rooms. Did you have to do any major renovations to upgrade the rooms um to a standard where you could get people coming in for room rentals yes yeah, so my so when people um want to work with uh the management company <clears throat> want to work with our management company our um undeniable deal is that we'll come in and um renovate the rooms renovate the place for you basically uh small renovations interior design where we'll and we're investing in the place so ultimately i think i invested about ten thousand dollars renovating all the rooms um and bringing them up to standard where they'll be competitive on the market and competitive on the platform of airbnb booking.com vrbo um all trip advisor all these platforms and the place really needed it um it was very it was very i want to say not dilapidated but just uh old like just 
it just needed a lot of TLC um, and a lot of, lot of renovations, painting, um, new electrical work, different things like that. Um, so yeah, we invested in the rooms and turned it over and, you know, there's a complete before and after of, of the rooms now. And, um, yeah, so we agreed to that and, um, then we put it on the platform. Yeah. Then we put it on the platform and we upcharge, of course. So, I mean, not upcharge, but just charge what it's, up, worth. What it's worth at this point. Looking to build wealth with real estate? Are you all tapped out on YouTube University and ready to get help tailored to your specific situation and goals? Have you always known that you were a little different from the crowd, that you never liked following the status quo, and that you're just tired of living in mediocrity? You want to build wealth on your own terms outside of Wall Street? Well, you know, then maybe the Microfamily Mavericks mentorship program can help with that. It's a community where I handhold you through the process of buying your first small commercial multifamily building because not everyone is ready for 100 units out the gate. Why multifamily? Because it gives your rental income a hedge against vacancy. Imagine what happens when your single family rental tenant leaves, right? And why commercial five plus units? Because you have much more control over increasing the building's value in the commercial space and then in turn increasing your own net worth. Starting small is a stepping stone to so much more because then you can tap that equity and buy another building and another and another and you get the point. So increasing your cash flow and your ability to be job optional along the way. It's all a part of the journey. So if you think big but you want to start small and if you know multifamily real estate is the way for you to open the door to building a life of freedom abundance and legacy but you just need someone to guide you step by step and you want to be surrounded by other people on the same journey doing the same thing then just click the link in the show notes to find out a little bit more about the microfamily mavericks and i look forward to potentially seeing you on the inside so now back to the show yeah for the the room rental so these are basically short they're midterm really because if you're doing uh like medical students and like maybe traveling nurses and things like that they normally need to stay for more they're not staying for a weekend they're like like you said like a few months or or something but are you doing it as a monthly rental cost or a weekly rental cost or nightly like how do you price it so um, we're doing monthly here because due to the New York City laws and regulations, all that, all the changes that they've made, um, I have a registration number for one um, short-term rental. So that that already is, you know, its own thing. So I had no choice but to take the midterm rental route here in New York, um, which also kind of um, what's, motivates me to pivot to another state or another area, maybe another country as well. Um, but, um, yeah, so we do the, the midterm rentals and people booking monthly 30 days or more. Yeah. Okay. I love that. All right. Midterm rental is something I definitely have thought about. I think I might've mentioned to you a little bit. Um, I have thought about like traveling nurses or med students, and I do have a property that has eight rooms in the city, but I don't know if location wise, um, it would be like attractive for, or like ideal for, you know, traveling nurses or is, I mean, it is close to a, a Metro North. Hmm. I don't know. Or we gotta, we gotta talk about that. You know, so no. might be yeah. something else in the works, just depending on, I have tenants now, but depending on when, uh, when they are leaving or when they're coming in, I'll show you pictures and send you the building and all that. But anyway, I love that there are all these various like aspects of your income streams and how you guys are working together and growing and building. Where are you looking to go? What, what is the future of Mozak Rentals? Uh, where is that going? How do you see your partnership expanding? What What's the big goal for like ultimate, like where you really want to be? Maybe 10 years. I, I I hate that country. It's so hard to see what you're going to be in 10 years, but then also like, what will you, what's like kind of your next step over the next few years? What do you want to see your business be at in growth? Yes. So domestically, um, growth wise, the two States that I'm looking at would be Texas and Florida, um, Fort Lauderdale in particular for, um, Florida and then Austin or Houston for Texas. Um, 
And I'm, I see that there's a lot of growth with Airbnbs in those areas compared to the rules and regulations here in New York. Um, out of the country, the two places I'm really looking at is are Dubai and St. Vincent. Um, St. Vincent, well, I'll start with Dubai. Dubai, because Dubai, I love the business model that they have in Dubai. As far as what you make over there, you keep, there's no taxes. Um, they're they're very pro-entrepreneur uh, entrepreneur spirit. Um, and they're also really advocating for Airbnb hosts to come over there to help add to their tourist, um, I mean, their tourist uh, tenure plan as well. So that's something that really, um, sparks my interest. And even when it comes to buying property in Dubai, all you need is the current bill of where you're currently living now, your passport. And there was like one other thing and no cre credit score is not even a thing. So it's like, it's three solid documents. It's just your passport, um, a bill that states where you currently live. And I believe it's, um, so, oh, your birth certificate. So just those three things and your, and 20% down. So that's really like, I think they're making it easier to really pursue entrepreneurship. Um, you're able to keep everything you make and it's just a different, it, it, it just music to my ears compared to what over here. So quick and question though with that. So I, I heard that there was really no lending over there. And so you just said 20% down. So they do have lending for international people who pr are purchasing there. I'm not sure if it's lending, but I, unless you have the money to put the 20% down, that's what I was thinking. If you have the money to put the 20% down and then- Yeah, you put the 20% down would be your cash and then the 80% would be financed with you know whatever the loan is for right. lending purposes. But I, I thought I heard someone say that, well, you had to pay for the whole building in cash. And I'm like, who has that in cash? I mean, some people, but- I'm I'm not too I'm not too sure about Maybe that. Maybe that was a mistake. Yeah. That definitely requires more research, but from from the basic kind of I want to say like from the surface level of the of the information that I've um seen um it does require more research, but it was it's something that's in motivating me to want to dig more into it and figure it out. Yeah. And I also did hear even people want to start Airbnbs. I did see something about you need to at least put six months of rent down, and that's also um. something. Or, okay. Um, so there. So what would your plan be? What would you do? Would you find somebody? Because even though you do operations, it being so far, would you find somebody who's boots on the ground there that could help you with operations? Um, definitely, definitely, and it's still it's still a thought. Um, so I don't know if it's Not like a three. Plan. I don't know if it's like a three or five year plan where I actually move there, or if it's just um working with a co-host who actually has the business running. And I'm also like in your position where I'm investing and um, somebody is running the operations for me. So it can be those two. The last okay. thing I will say is St. Vincent because we both have ties to St. Vincent. His family is building, um, you can also talk about it, like a boutique hotel in St. Vincent right now. And um, where his family lives is very close to the new Sandals Resort. So there's a lot of entrepreneurial activities that can be, um, you know, um brought about over there too so that's that's another avenue that you know you may consider but yeah yeah no nah, she she said everything um yeah we have a new boutique hotel in the works um that should be done within about a year and then we also have another airbnb it's like a um it's not as big as the boutique hotel but it's like a decent size right next to where uh my grandfather uh lived and raised my father so um those two are in the works and then uh we have her family ties in union island yeah that um it's they they want to encourage their economical growth so they will always encourage um new businesses to come you want to buy plots of land buy land and build whatever you need to build and contribute to the economy in any way you possibly can so they're there's a lot of uh, room for uh, economic growth down there, especially with the new Sandals Resorts um, going down there. Their tourism is about to skyrocket. Yeah. And um, they're looking for new tourist-related uh, businesses to go down there and, and make St. Vincent more enjoyable for people who come from Europe, uh, other Caribbean islands, America, uh, even South America. So 
the 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 possibilities are endless whether you know we decide to go to nice oh my goodness so wait so if your family is building do they plan to sell once they're finished because more most times developers they they'll develop and then they sell or are they planning to hold the asset for up op to operate and hold long term too so when sand like when we say we're right next to sandals like we're across the street from Sandals Resort. So when yeah. Sandals was originally building um, on that plot of land, uh, they offered my father a couple million for that plot of land, and he said no. Um, so I don't think he, like, he doesn't plan on selling it at all. And with Sandals being there, the appreciation of the land will only increase. And now that there's an actual, like, boutique hotel on there it's gonna appraise even higher and the size of the land that it's on itself it's about the size of like two football fields yeah it's so really it's really it's, big it's really really huge so um i know my dad doesn't want to sell it and being a potential uh recipient of that when he passed, knowing that he wouldn't want to sell it i probably wouldn't do the same either but i in holding it uh, the value will appreciate and um so who's yeah. gonna operate the hotel oh yeah it'll be us <laughs> <laughs> it'll be us we'll make sure that that whole that yeah. whole thing is is uh up and running and especially a smooth process with my parents going back and forth from the states yeah and uh saint vincent uh, we'll make sure that that it's up and running and we'll hire the people necessary um the people necessary in order to keep it you know running smoothly yeah his okay. parents will be in st vincent and then we're more than equipped to do the operational size as far as bookings communication um and they'll be the people on the ground and like we'll be building i guess well helping build the infrastructure of cleaning crew um any kind of maintenance um staff yeah staff all that kind of stuff all that stuff um, nice. All right. Y'all collectively have so much experience and knowledge, especially when it comes to the operations of short and midterm rentals, whether it be buildings or cars or, you know, development, you know, all the things. Do you ever see like a course or some type of mentorship in your future? I think you would, you two would be a great to, to do something like that with the experience and knowledge that you have. Uh, it's it's definitely an avenue we'd like to explore. Um, yeah. We'd like to. I already have the ebook out. But... Yeah, but not... look at that. <laughs> and uh, we have the calculator out and stuff. It's something we definitely do want to explore, but we yeah. we we want to establish, uh, or at least make, uh, the the Airbnb and Toro side more concrete. Where uh, we're still in our growth phase, yeah. So we don't want to. We don't want to split our attention into growth and then courses. Yeah, and, we got a lot of uh, If we were to do a course, we'd like to be really personable with the people that we are teaching. Um, so, and we know how hectic some days could really get for us. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we'd like for at least the operational side of things to be running on its own. And then once we've acquired a place where we now have more time and more money uh we could simply just pour into helping others and and getting them started in what we what it is you know we're really good at doing yeah nice okay yeah i i agree with that that makes sense just to focus on what what you're doing with your growth first and then once you get to a certain space that you can actually take on and divide attention into helping others and doing that um so actually, we covered a lot. And I'm trying to think, I think I dug into almost everything I wanted to kind of dig into. I hear what you guys are doing in the future uh, with your growth internationally and getting into STRs and growing that as much as you can. Um, what else with, I guess I'll just end it with the, with the Turo. How big do you end up thinking that that, business model is going to be or is that something that's a bridge to something else ultimately i would um 
there's a tarot guru that I follow. Um, his name is West Coast Dave. And um, he's inspired me like to just keep going on with the, the tarot like business model and game plan. And I hope to at minimum, at least have 50 cars at minimum. So um, that's like the growth. Um, I know that there's like a parking lot around the, my, around the corner for me that holds 24 cars. So I feel, so I feel like that's motivation for me. Cause if I'm able to have a great enough pitch and enough cars to really fill out that um, parking lot, like that's just, I'm just halfway there from, um, from that goal of 50. But ultimately I would just love to come build as, as much as 50 minimum. So, yeah, I mean, we, we currently have two different accounts, um, two different like tarot um, fleets. So hopefully, you know, one day we can like combine it or like something like that too. But um, yeah, I would, I would say 50 minimum. So, and, and hopefully more from there, but 50 minimum. Um, yeah. For me, uh, you know, I look more into like the short term. So like, Whenever I get my next car, when I get my next car, I know as long as I see the opportunity for a next thing, things will eventually compound over time. Um, Toro, like for me, has been very, very well. So I know that that's a great avenue for me. I know I have other ventures as well. Uh, with I, I have a marketing agency that I also uh, give a majority of my time to as well. So for me, what Toro, are you marketing? So um, you threw, threw another wrench into it. I thought we was wrapping up. What, what are you marketing? <laughs> so I have a digital marketing agency uh, called Black Market Agency. Uh, we help small, mid-sized businesses. We take care of their whole digital platform. That's uh, paid ads, social media, and web design. So um, we help upgrade and make those three uh, we call it the trifecta of digital marketing agency. We we help you perfect those things to help your business grow, uh, both organically and if you're at a certain point where you can run paid ads, uh, we can like really boost um how how fast your uh company grows. So that's and how did you start that? Um, uh, so I always had a knack for like you know, digital marketing, but it was more so like for myself, not for others. Um, the first time I really discovered that I could do it for businesses was when I did it for one of my own nonprofits. Um, I had a cycling organization called Mind Body Results, and uh, we grew tremendously, like, like beyond what I even thought we could during the pandemic. And I think it was a matter of like timing just being perfect with all uh, interactions just being off limits. Cycling was one of the few things that you can go outside and be active and do. So we grew like sporadically throughout COVID. And uh, I was just implementing different marketing techniques that I've learned through all the failed businesses that I had before doing the nonprofit. Um, and I kind of just brought it all together and, and like we had thousands and thousands of cyclists. Um, we, we would plan one ride and, you know, like I said, had thousands of cyclists. So my ability to reach out to people was like second to none, um, at that time. And we were able to make tons of money and it was really just like an experience in its time. Um, obviously once COVID's uh, you know, died down, everybody got back to their regularly scheduled program. Uh, a lot of people didn't have the same amount of time to dedicate to cycling as much as they did. Before it's time, it was very beautiful. And it, it, it made me learn like, okay, I do have the skills and, and capabilities to grow businesses. And I've just been applying it to other small businesses since other small and mid-side businesses since. Nice. See, I can't believe we're gonna talk all this time. You wasn't gonna plug your other other ventures that's going on. Y'all, y'all got your hands in everything over here. I love it. Love Are it. you enjoying this episode? Then stop what you're doing right now. 
head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It really helps our show get pushed to more people who are looking for the information that we're sharing here. We have to share the wealth. If you listen to us on YouTube, make sure you like the episode that you're listening to right now and subscribe to our channel. Then share the channel with somebody else. There are people out there looking for the information you're listening to right now. So make sure you share it with someone who you know needs it. Now back to the show. Okay. So what we're going to do now is go into a segment that I call digest with the guests because we normally the answers to these questions are just super insightful and they give us a lot that we need to chew on little morsels and bits of, you know, information. So we got to have time to digest it. So very first question is Warren Buffett. Let me see. Why am I having? All right. Very first question. Warren Buffett said that diversification is protection against ignorance. I kind of take that to mean that basically people diversify because they don't really know what they're doing and that's to like save themselves kind of thing. But what's your take on it? And is that like a good or a bad thing? Uh, you wanna go I, I, I would say it depends, um, especially in the market when you're investing in the stock market, diversification is great because you, you don't think they're going up and down and you just want to be able to have your money diversified um in real life and when you're actually working sometimes that can be a distraction if you have like a lot of things going on and your your time is being split into so many different things um but at the same time you know if one one of your businesses is having a down season but another one is you know flourishing um you're able to level out so i mean what I would say is, I think diversification is is great, um, but but I would say in moderation. And just a side note, like even with, let's say personally, like what we do, like with Airbnb Turo, it's still um, there are two different things, but they coincide as far as like the rentals and short term. Um, our renters at the Airbnb they book our cars. Um, the people who book our cars, yeah, it's all peer to peer. Um, the people who book our cars are, you know, sometimes interested in the other adventures we have going on too. So we're still diversified, but it's still, um, all able to like work and coincide with one another. So I think it just depends on what the diversification is. Um, I, I believe in concentration. Uh, I, I, I think the first certification is a safety net for people who aren't experts in what they do. Because if you're really good at something and you do it really, really well, there's no reason for you to do anything else. And then once you become really well at something, then you could start diversifying. But um, it's like a it's like a cup of water in in a cup in a in a cup, you could see a lot of water. But if you pour it on a surface, you're very spread thin. It's not it's not that much of of water as much as it is in a concentrated uh object. So I think like. If you can become an expert in something and put all your eggs in one basket, I mean, that's how most businesses are kind of started off. You don't start off doing three, four different businesses. You kind of start off in one business and you put your all into it. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Or something fails and then you have to pivot and do another one. Yeah. But I mean, what you take from failed businesses are the things that aren't tangible or the things that you've learned. And then you apply to the next one, you apply to the next one until... Um, all of those skills are put into something that actually does work. And then once that one thing that works takes off, then it's like, okay, I have something that's going really well for me. If this one thing just like, like ends tomorrow, like I would lose everything. So let me just start pivoting into things that, okay, if this main thing ends, I now have something that I've at least started that I can now pivot from and start taking off as well. So I think the first uh, diversification, it only it's it's a it's an end product of concentration. Mm, I like that. And I, I definitely ag- agree with that as well. Uh, you'll hear a lot that wealth is built by diving deep first and then spreading it wide. So you build wealth by staying in one vertical and keep building and being concentrated. And then once you build your wealth, 
then you can diversify the wealth for um, protection of the capital, capital preservation. So I love that. I love both of your takes on it. Um, have you both played Monopoly before? Yeah. I've been trying to tell her, you know, get the family and let's, yeah, let's we, have Monopoly night. Yeah, we do. Oh, with y'all families? Oh my God, that would be, I would want to see that. I, uh, you should videotape I, that, put that on YouTube. That would be a great... <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah but i yeah i love monopoly but she's hilarious okay so in the game of monopoly boardwalk or baltic what are you buying first and why well oh i know I was... it depends on what you land on let's pretend you land you had a choice to land on one of those oh if i had a choice to land on one of them and i'm starting off with the the amount of money we always start off with in, in uh Monopoly. Okay, you can make whatever other assumptions you want. This is for like your strategy for winning the game. Well, I, it, it will. It really does depend because Monopoly is is half chance and then it's half strategy because you can only apply a strategy on what you land on. So if I land on Broadway first, I'm buying Broadway. Boardwalk, right? I'm boardwalk. Sorry, yeah, boardwalk. Yeah. I, I knew I, what he meant. <laughs> I boardwalk first. I'm buying boardwalk, but I will say Baltic is the easiest to develop and make a weapon because it's the cheapest hotels. And, mm. I mean, it's the cheapest houses, and it's probably the easiest to get to a hotel. And once it's a hotel, it like it it's on even playing field with everything else for the most part. So. Those, the, like those are my two strategies but boardwalk i would buy boardwalk because you could always use it to negotiate it at, at like the at the very least but if someone lands on boardwalk you're getting a nice payout okay i'm gonna have the pass because i i haven't played monopoly enough enough to even like boardwalk or <laughs> if i was playing i would i would figure it out and know but yeah 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 oh, that's that's cool Okay, so um, the both of you, what does wealth mean to you? Wealth, I to me, means um, freedom. It means, um, yeah, freedom and just an opportunity to, I want to say, help other people and and change other lives. I think if you have wealth, let's say you have businesses, you're able to um employ other people you're able to help other people um and ultimately i feel like it's yeah the financial freedom that yeah i I'd, I'd say it's a combination of like three things um first is uh and they're all like kind of a byproduct of like the combination of wealth but wealth is um an abundance of choice uh great health and um and the ability to influence so i put like those three things together That's once good. you once you achieve wealth you'll be able like and you have like those are your three units of measure do you have an abundance of choice do you have great health or do you have the money to provide yourself great health mm -hmm. and then um do you have the ability to influence people in whatever you are expert in. So you don't need a you don't need ten million dollars. You don't need a hundred million dollars for that. Uh, but if you're in a space in life where you can have an abundance of options for whatever it is you want and time and and time, yeah. And and then like you're able to help people in what it is you're good at, and then you're able to have great health, and that's what wealth is to me. Okay, cool. I love that. Um, all right. So the next question is we ask each guest to come up with a question for the next guest. So while you're thinking about what your question would be for the next guest, the question that was left for you was number is a two-part question because last episodes were from a two two guests as well. Um one, how are you helping to change the world? So we'll go with that first, if you both want to answer that. How are you helping to change the world? 
Um, I guess in current day, I guess so far what I can say is how how I'm helping to change the world is I am adding value to um, the travel industry. I'm adding value by providing um, shelter um, and also transportation um, for people who need it. And I feel like just for it being so convenient with today's day with technology um, and being a part of the systems that I'm connected with now, um, I think that's my inkling of helping to change the world um, and hopefully that can definitely become something bigger. Um, but as of right now, just helping to add convenience and um, uh, and add value to transportation travel. Uh, Perfect. That's a great answer. Um, I, I think like, I don't know, like if you ask me how I'm changing the world, I wouldn't know but I know how I change people's life on a day-to-day -day basis. And those lives that I do change might change other lives, which could then eventually change the world. Um, I haven't reached a level of influence to be like, yeah, I've just, I've changed the world. Uh, but I would like to get there and I'd like that to be my legacy, like where my name lives longer than my lifespan. Um, so yeah, I think I like that's the end goal for me. Um, I'm not sure how I will do it, but I know when that opportunity presents itself, I will grab onto it. Like I've never grabbed onto anything <laughs> in my life, but um, I'm excited to see what I do to change the world. Nice, I like that. It's it's like the butterfly effect. You know, every every little. Thing, or like when you throw a stone and there's like a ripple in the wave, you never know how that is going to um, make big changes somewhere else that you don't even know the one action you took is how it's affecting other people and how it's making changes, right? Um, okay, the second part to the question is, do you, do you put your toothpaste on the toothbrush before or after the water? after i do it both i do after. you do it before I... and after okay <laughs> when she asked this question we all were cracking up laughing like what kind of question <laughs> and i was really thinking about what do i do do i put I, I do do it after but i sometimes i do it before too but if i do it before by accident like i just put the toothbrush under i have to put do it again after i put the toothpaste and i don't know why i need the water on after so actually, I guess the sentiment from that, well, there's going to be a lot of judgment if you don't put the toothpaste, the water on after the toothpaste. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, so it's you like... could do it both, but if you if you do it after, if you just do it before and not after, I guess there's judgment. No problem. <laughs> Absolutely no problem. It's like, it's like cereal. Like, do you put the milk before the cereal? Like, Mm. <laughs> the exact I, I, scenario she was like wait a minute you have to put you put the milk after the cereal yeah some people wait, do either of you put the milk first no no, no. we mm -mm. put the cereal first but there's some people who put the milk first and then put the cereal i'm like wait yeah. you know you actually know somebody who puts milk first i know, I know people like that yeah i know mm -hmm. yeah i've never i can't even imagine yeah, it's it's insane. I have a friend who makes tacos and then he starts by putting the cheese on the bottom. I'm like, who puts who put <laughs> cheese at the bottom of the taco? Like, yeah, I, I have I know some some people who uh do things differently that are, that is very questionable. But now we have to try them. that. Because maybe if you're putting the cheese under the bottom and then maybe you're putting the meat right on top of the cheese, and maybe that helps the cheese melt well, more. Yeah, that's what he says. That's what he says. Okay. But I, I I say the best, the best innovators start with different ideas. So I don't judge them, but I say I'm judging you secretly, but <laughs> I'm open. <laughs> so okay. Well, hilarious. Now, do you guys okay? You know what? What I'm gonna do is I am now starting to read a review from the podcast a review of the podcast while we're filming. So I was going to read one of our reviews while you think about a question that you want to leave for the next guest. Right. All right. So this review, thank you so much for the review that you left. 
This is Love This Podcast, great host and great guests. I love this podcast. Nicole's story is inspirational for me as a new investor, and all of her guests are always great. They are experts in their fields and always add so much value. If you are focused on building generational wealth, you will always find some kind of value from every episode. Okay, so thank you so much for leaving that review. And if you're listening and you have not left a review on Apple as of yet, please head over there and leave us a rating and review that helps us reach more people, get these stories and these um these inspirations and the roadmaps that other people have traveled. We get that out to more people so we can help our community build wealth together and change the dynamics in the face of what wealth looks like, right? Okay, so back to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> question, do you guys think of something? Yes, I have one. Um, okay. My question for the next guest would be, how many businesses did you have to start until you were able to have the business that is most profitable now. So basically asking how many businesses did they have to go through until they got to the one that they know is the one and the one that's most profitable for them. Okay, love that. Tyrell, you want to go off of that question or do you just, you want to leave it at one or you want to add a different question since they had to, this could be I, a two or if you. I have my own question. Okay. Um, My question is, to pick an industry, think of the smallest inconvenience and how would you change it? So pick pick a small a smallest inconvenience in any industry? Any industry. Okay. Pick the smallest inconvenience. And how would you change it? How would you change it? And how would you change it? So it could be like the sleeping industry and waking up tired. Like, like if you could change, I, I would change it. I like create something where you never wake up tired. What? You know, I'm, you know how productive people would be if they could never wake up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Maybe get eight hours of sleep and mm -hmm. wake up with the same like awakeness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Love that. That actually, that's how businesses are built and made, right? So maybe somebody comes up with an uh, idea from hearing someone's answer to that question. So you never know where that's going to go. Butterfly effect. You see okay. something out where where uh, there's some new sleep deprived solution. We're going <laughs> to know where it came from. Okay. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing your mindset, your experiences, your journey. Um, what you're looking to do next and your growth. And it was definitely hearing you guys talk. I can see where your mindset is and how how that's really led you to where you are today and all that you've accomplished and what you will be accomplishing in the future. And I just thank you for sharing the stir story because that's super inspirational. I know there's going to be people listening who got so much inspiration and, and information and basically a roadmap of something to consider that maybe they were scared to jump into doing Turo, right? And maybe now they'll be open to, you know, at least taking that next step through the fog, right? Um, but if anyone wanted to get in contact with you, how should they reach out to you? What's the best way? Yeah, um, you can follow us on social media. Um, for me, mine is Brianna Molzak. Um, B-R-I-A-N-A-M-U-L-Z-A-C. And then for the rentals, it wants to be Molzak Rentals. Um, you can follow us there at M-U-L-Z-A-C Rentals, R-E-N-T-A-L-S. Um, and yeah, also what our What platform Brianna. is that? Oh, that's On Instagram. Instagram. Oh, Instagram, okay. Yep. And then uh, mine is a little bit more complicated. Uh, I don't have the luxury of having my full name available as a user tag on Instagram. So mine is black underscore Thai, but black is spelled with a V instead of an A. So it's B-L-B-C-K underscore T-Y. And then, um, yeah, yeah, we could follow Mozak Rentals. Uh, 
you could follow Black Market Agency, which is also BLBCK uh, Market Agency. And then um, my email is Tyrell at mozakrentals.com. Um, yeah, so all of those are ways of contact. Perfect. So anyone want to talk to them, get a little bit more information, maybe you know, dig into some more details on um, what's worked and not worked and all the different business ventures that they're in. If you're interested, they are very open to having that conversation and helping you uh, maybe getting that, taking that next step on your journey, right? So thank you again so much for um, coming on today. Oh, you know what? I did want to ask one more thing. Either the calculator or that the PDF, the Turo PDF that you had sent me before. Are we able to provide links to those for people who want to play around with that? Yes, I have. I have a link to the um, the Turo explain the whole PDF on Turo and how to get into it and how to purchase cars and things like that. And then he has the calculator. Yeah, so we can... it should it should it should be on the Mozag Rentals uh, Instagram if you look in the bio. Yeah, but I'll also send you the links too. So. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Because then I'll put it in the show notes. So anyone want to play around with the Turo rental calculator, um, and or you want to see the document on, you know, some of the background. The, the document that Brianna put together is very, very detailed. The calculator. I had no clue that Tyrell made that himself. I thought that was something from like, you know, you think you're not changing the world, but I thought it was like from some person who has some big course or something out there. But you made that yourself. Like super impressed with information just in those two pieces. So if you were looking to get into Turo, um, I think those two things will really help you at least get started with some market research. All right. Um, so that's that's a wrap. And thank you guys for coming on and sharing your journey with us. No problem. And we're about to go drop off a car into the city now. So yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll let you go do that and handle your business. And again, thank you. And everyone, I will see you next time. Thank you for having us. Did you love this episode of Share the Wealth Show? Be sure to connect with Nicole by following her on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook. If you picked up any of the gems that were dropped by today's guest, make sure you not only put them in your bag, but if you know of someone who would benefit from this information, don't keep it to yourself. Share the wealth and make sure to leave us a rating and review. We'll see you for next week's episode. Subscribe so you'll be notified.